Welcome back to the Getting in the Loop podcast. I'm your host, Katie, and this is a special two-part episode where we're learning about the state of circular economy in India. Hi, I'm Katie Wellen, and join me each week as I talk with experts around the globe about circular economy. You'll find out what's being done to make it a reality, and if it can really solve the problems it promises. It's time for Getting in the Loop. Today, we're doing something different. I feel like I say that a lot, but this one is a never before for the Getting in the Loop podcast, because we're going to have a special guest host, Lucille Stobe. Lucille is a young waste management and circular economy professional. She recently graduated with a Master's of Science in Environmental Management and Policy from the International Institute for Industrial Environmental Economics in Sweden. She also holds a Master's of Science in Business Administration from Global Business School. Lucille and I worked in collaboration on this episode, and she will take over for me in a lot of the episode, guiding us through interviews with experts to discover more about how India is moving towards a circular economy. In part one of this two-part episode, so this episode, we will discover the current state of circular economy in India. And in next week's episode, so part two, we will hear more about the future of circular economy in India, as well as Lucille's research that brought her to India in the first place. This episode is a great follow-up to episode number five, Why Asia is Key to the Future of Circular Economy with Adriana Zakay. And we have to give a thank you to Adriana for putting us actually in contact with some of the interviewees in this episode. You can find Adriana's episode, as well as links to other resources mentioned in this episode, in the show notes on our website at gettingintheloppodcast.com. Now, without further ado, let's kick off this two-part episode on the state of circular economy in India. Before we get started with today's episode, I wanted to tell you about something awesome. If you're giving presentations related to circular economy, or if you just want to learn a little bit more about circular economy basics head over to slidedeck.gettingintheloopodcast.com to grab a free presentation that I've created based off of presentations that I've given over the course of the last couple of years. And what it is, is you can use it as a starting point for your own presentation. So it's PowerPoint presentation. You can add or adapt your own slides into it, or you can just go through the presentation and learn a little bit more about the basics behind circular economy. So it's 20 slides. It starts off with why we need a circular economy, what is the concept, and how can we implement this in practice. And then at the end, it finishes with some links to different reports and other resources so you can learn a little bit more on your own. Okay, so now on to today's podcast. Awesome. Well, hi, Lucille. I am so excited for you to be here for this two-part episode, and you are our special guest host. Before we talk about today's episode and also part uh, two, which will be released next week, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, sure. Thanks so much, Katie, for such a great opportunity. Um, well, I'm a recent graduate from the Environmental Management and Policy uh, Master's of the International Institute for Industrial Environmental Economics, um, which is at Lund University in Sweden. And I have a special interest in the circular economy, and which is a field that I hope to grow in professionally. Yes, I hope so too. 
for the listeners uh, who might have made the connection, Lucille is a recent graduate of the Institute where I am also working. So that's a little bit about how we know each other. And Lucille did great work for her master's thesis, which she graduated uh, just this past September or October, I believe. Uh, It was right at the end of September. Maybe it was even October. And we're going to hear a little bit more about that in the next part of this two-part episode. But before we do that, let's set the stage for this episode. So what can we expect to hear in part one? Well, in this episode, you'll hear from four different experts uh, with strong experience either uh, within Indian industry or with uh, working with Indian policymakers on the topic of circular economy. Uh, Through these four different interviews, you'll get an overall understanding of uh, how the concept of the circular economy has been interpreted in India and what are the applications of the circular economy principles in the Indian economy, uh, mostly looking at special industrial sectors that have been fostering that transition. Okay, well, I'm looking forward to hearing from the interviewees uh, in a couple of minutes, but maybe you could just share some of, in your own words, some key takeaways that you had from interviewing with these experts. Uh, Yeah, sure. Um, I think probably there's three takeaways that uh, can be taken from this uh, first episode. Uh, The first one is that despite a growing intent to implement the circular economy in India, there's still a poor understanding of what the circular economy truly means at its core. And even if we've been hearing from our interviews that, you know, we can feel the circular economy has been pushed further in India, which is great news there's still um, a lot that can be done and the principle of the circular economy have to be better understood um, at all levels uh, at society. And this is mostly because today we see that recycling is still the predominant strategy and it's not going a little bit further than that. Um, and so a big uh, takeaway is that we need to grow awareness of what a circular economy transition truly means in practice and to grow that awareness at all levels of Indian society. The second takeaway is probably to, uh, to understand that the application of the circular economy principles uh, has mostly been performed either by large corporations in India or within the, starting, the startup space. Uh, but we don't see enough action being taken at the SME level. And to me, that's very interesting because that raises an important question is how do we make sure that that transition is inclusive to all type of businesses? And why are we in such a situation? Is it because there's a lack of awareness, because there's a lack of resources, um, because there is incomplementary of uh, potential business models coexisting in the same time, or is it lack of customer demand or lack of incentives? So I think that grows uh, many different questions that could um, be further studied. And lastly, uh, the third takeaway, which I think is pretty uh, interesting, is that we've been, we'll hear in a couple of minutes, numerous examples of sectors and specific industry actors that have been engaging in a circular economy transition. And um, these sectors uh, where most of the circular business model experimentation and implementation is taking place are industries from the textile, plastic packaging, cement, steel, as well as the construction and building sector. And I think this is good to just remember and keep in mind uh, to understand what the circular economy means in India. And I think as a circular economy enthusiast, uh, it's exciting to see that change. Definitely. Wow, what a great summary, Lucille. And I can't wait to hear these interviews and the, the discussions. 
I'm curious, what surprise, did anything surprise you when you were discussing this issue and kind of uncovering circular economy in India? Well, because I had the opportunity to do some work on um, the circular economy in India, I've done quite some readings before I was able to go um, on the ground and interview this for experts. So um, I was not very surprised at what came within the conversation, but there's definitely one thing that surprised me a lot is how enthusiastic um, the circular economy professionals I had the chance to meet or to be in touch with for this episode um, were. They, we can really feel um, a big enthusiasm to share uh, their knowledge on the circular economy, their passion and the work they've been doing uh, to achieve that transition. And uh, I feel this is a very dynamic and also, in a sense, fertile ecosystem um, to, to grow in. So it's, uh, it was very empowering to be uh, part of that experience. That's great. Okay, well, now I'm going to hand it over to Lucille to take us away and special guest host the episode on uncovering the circular economy in India. Awesome. But before we get into the details of this episode, I just would like to tell you a little bit more about the four experts we'll have the chance to hear from today. The first expert is Julius Polikar. Julius is a global consultant in the areas of waste management, circular economy, policy advocacy, as well as alternative fuels and raw materials. He has more than 36 years of experience and has worked for Unilever, National Peroxide, as well as superannuated as director of Geosical Business. The second expert we'll have the chance to to discuss the topic of circular economy in India is Archana Dana. Archana has recently joined the United Nations Environmental Program as project coordinator for Switch Asia Regional Policy Advocacy Coordination. She has over 10 years of experience on mainstreaming and capacity building in the circular economy field, in life cycle management, as well as on climate change mitigation. And actually, before joining the UN Environment, uh, she's been working for Fikin. That's when I had the chance to meet her and talk to her as the deputy director of uh, Fiki, being an India industry association. Then we'll have the chance to hear from Yogesh Bidi. Yogesh is a steel industry veteran and has over 30 years of experience in that field. He's been supported many hats in the functions of engineering and projects, marketing and sales, strategy and business transformation, as well as finance and business analysis. Currently, Yogesh is pioneering the steel recycling business in India for Tata Steel. And lastly, let's hear more about Rajat Batra. Rajat is passionate about empowering enterprises to do better with less and work towards sustainable growth. He's a co-founder and technical lead at Sustent Consulting in Stainum Asia in both training, consultancy, audit, and implementation support for enterprises. He's been actively practicing versus efficient cleaner production at various levels for over a decade, having undergone extensive training on sustainable development in Europe. Now that we know more about our participants, let's dig dive into the topic of this episode. To understand what's the state of the circular economy in India, one of my first questions to our experts is to understand how the principles and the concept of circular economy have been interpreted in the country so far. Let's now hear Julius sharing his perspective on that question. You know, the concept of circular economy in terms of the Indian context, uh, I would say uh, has been more or less same like everywhere else. If you look at the olden days, I think uh, 
it was uh, it was uh, a very um, business as usual situation in, in in India also as was there in other countries. Only thing is over a period of time because of this um, industrial so-called uh, revolution which happened for last 150 years plus, you know, everybody changed the direction from circular to, econo to, 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 to uh, linear economy and in India also the same thing has happened and it prevails, it continues being a developing country still. I think the trends are still moving in the direction of the linear economy. But in terms of the understanding and the impacts of the linear economy and the relevance of circular economy today, I think there's a lot which is happening in the country. If you look at the, the policy making bodies in the country, whether it is the ministries or whether it is the forums which are, which are working, I think they are substantially knowledgeable uh, enlightened on this aspect. If you look at the the academic institutions, yes, they are. And everybody is interested in moving towards the circular economy. The policies which are being put forward uh, in place, notified by the government, they are also all uh, addressing the 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 the, the uh, various requirements aligned to the circular economy. However, it has not got deep rooted into the systems, whether it is people at large, whether it is implementing bodies, and therefore, I think there are, there are a lot of hurdles, challenges in, in putting systems in place. So I think that is what is the situation. The intent is there of the government, of the of the administrative bodies, of the academic institutions, about the industries, everybody. But to get it implemented, I think the necessary drives are not there as, as of now. Very few, I mean, only islands of excellence, I would say, which are operating in this direction. Let's see now if this perspective is also shared by Yogesh Bedi, the director of Tata Recycling. Circular economy is a concept with far-reaching implications. And the same is true for any country. We have to treat our earth as a finite resource reservoir. As against this, traditionally it is not only treated as an infinite reservoir of resources, but also an infinite dumping ground of waste. So right on the top is resource conservation imperative advocated by the circular economy through longer useful life of the product, be it reuse, refurbish, share, etc. Then there is a cost implication, not only in the form of lower raw material cost, but also through waste management and uh, disposal costs. Implementing the circular economy also has a huge potential to create jobs. Often it involves reverse logistics and supply chain, which is difficult to, to mechanize. Hence, large scale employment is possible. Then of course, there's an overarching larger purpose of sustainability and carbon emissions. The Indian government is well initiated into this circular economy concept and is driving the requisite policy for implementation of the same. But is this the case for other industries than Tata? Let's hear about what's being talked about at FIKI with Artana Tata. So based on, uh, based on our interaction with Indian industry, because that is our major stakeholder, um, we feel that 
see still not understood uh, to its core a lot of discussions still revolve around refurbishing recycling and reducing and very very minuscule amount of discussion is happening around uh, the rethinking and reinvention part of it where the whole design aspects uh, play a lot of uh, play a good role so to say i think design for circularity is still uh, a missing uh, aspect in most c related discussions which are happening right now and personally feel that the focus should shift from uh, action and attention on closing the loop at the end of the life cycle to starting from the design and uh, from the very beginning of uh, the product uh, stage but this does not mean that the current efforts are not sufficient enough or they are not required they are also required because we cannot change our whole uh, production process overnight yes the design and the rethinking reinvention part of it has to be uh, taken up more seriously And finally, let's hear about Rajat's perspective on that question. So, circular economy, of course, uh, as a terminology, is relatively new, but I think the principles were there all along. Whenever we speak of sustainability as a whole, and uh, in the context of India, unfortunately, if you go to a conference on sustainability today, more than half of the topics are still limited to recycling. um what we would like to see is to expand that understanding to have people incorporate sustainable business models enhancing product lives and you know going from product to service and those kind of shifts are still not being talked about even at conferences which are specifically on circular economy Uh, it's not to say that it's not happening there are many examples um large business corporations like the tata group mahindras they have taken a leadership role in this um there are of course many small businesses also following circular business models in india we of course you know you have uh, big names like uber and then their clone ola in you you probably used ola taxi services here but there's also this concept of clothing rental uh, you know it's picking up so it's it's quite interesting but i think there's a big gap between the real understanding of what circular business models are and what circular economy So once we've understood what circular economy means in the current Indian context, I wanted to know more about what type of organizations, sectors or industries are driving that change in the country. And to answer that question, Hilius first gave us an overall perspective of actions being taken at the policy level, at the industry level, and also at the research institute level. there are many initiatives which are uh, happening i would say by the passionate young you know entrepreneurs who are coming up into the market there are many many new applications which are being seen there are many new enterprises who are trying to see how can they you know recycle refurbish the materials how can they bring clean uh, recyclable processes in place uh there's lot of uh, you know drive towards collection of the recyclable materials segregating and there are several initiatives which are happening in almost every city 
as you see today. So in terms of, I think, approach, a lot of things are happening. There is, um, um, uh, if you look at probably the uh, municipal sector, the government is driving this uh, through the Swachh Bharat Abhiyan, wherein they have surveys which are conducted every year. There is a categorization which is happening in terms of who is good, who is bad, what is the ranking, etc., etc. This this evaluation, you know, is is pretty uh, pretty open, pretty transparent, and uh, quite uh, quite I would say uh, involved, which is happening. So that's a drive which is happening. I would say which is also trying to get the, the the society at large on board with the requirements if you look at the industrial sector i think there is there is good deal of um, excitement because of the policy framework which is seen as emerging it is in happening in in bits and pieces uh, in terms of you know tightening the regulations uh, um, um, pushing the industries to improve their their yields, their uh, reduce their uh, waste generations, uh, trying to convert waste into byproducts, uh, or uh, you know trying to align one industry with another. So there are you know initiatives which are happening. So if you look at, for example, uh, let me take this sector of cement, right? So which is I think one of the most advanced in the country wherein you know a large amount of fly ash is utilized almost 50 million tons of fly ash is utilized uh, in the indian cement industry as a as an input resource almost about uh, 10 million tons of slag from steel industry is utilized as a resource a large amount of uh, you know municipal derived waste is also slowly going into the into this there are several uh, um, agricultural wastes which are non-cattle feed, they're also being utilized. There are several uh, um, hazardous ways which are also being utilized. So there's a policy drive towards that, which is which is a making things happen. The same thing is uh, also happening in other industries. If you look at the pharmaceutical industry, you know, people are slowly moving from the hazardous processes to the cleaner processes, the greener processes. Uh, um, by 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 engaging themselves with the green chemistry, you know? so you will find that uh, the the entire pharmaceutical industry is now very excited to utilize the green chemistry and uh, you know more efficient processes in place, unlike the older ones. Uh, there are also um, several innovations, research activities which are happening at institutions to to go for. Um, uh, non-hazardous systems and processes. There's a trend also in terms of the you know uh, the implementing the waste management hierarchy as much as possible and moving it up, uh, whatever you are doing today. Uh, and there is a drive towards that from the legislation as well. So I think there is a lot uh, which is happening. Um, it's not so prevalent in the uh, I would say in the small or medium sector industries yet, but at the large industry sector, the multinational sector, the sector which is, uh, which is I would say a little enlightened, even if it is medium or small scale, I think things are happening. Some of these perspectives are also being shared by Archana Dara from FIKI. Archana is about to present us which industries are leading the circular economy change in India 
and how FIKI has been supporting that change. So circular economy in India, there is a lot of discussion uh, which is happening both at uh, industry level as well as government level. Uh, government is planning to come up with policy around resource efficiency and circular economy. In fact, they've already released a draft policy which is in place uh, for uh, public comments. From industry perspective, industry has already most of the industry, I would say. So um, they are already exploring how and which business models around circular economy can they explore. A lot of examples from Indian industry, um, if we take, for example, large enterprise, Mahindra and Mahindra Group is doing a lot of stuff. They are experimenting with uh, sharing models. They are experimenting with a new startup, which is going to manage waste. Uh, they have, for a lot of their plants, they have a policy around zero waste to landfills. I think um, they are one of the leaders who are uh, trying and exploring different C models. ACC is another big company which is doing a lot of uh, good job in this space. A lot of innovation uh, is also happening in startup space in India. Uh, startups like Banyan Nation, uh, startups like uh, Ecoware, which is uh, bio-based and fully biodegradable uh, cutlery uh, manufacturing company. Companies like Flyrobe are also there, which is a clothing rental platform. So there is a lot of innovation and various business models being tested out in startup space also. So there are a lot of examples uh, which are available from the large enterprise and from uh, the startup space. But in between, I think uh, there is a lot which can be done. In terms of uh, sectors, if we talk about which sectors are progressing uh, most towards circular economy, um, I believe vehicle dismantling, plastics and textile, uh, there is a lot of discussion and intervention uh, around uh, CE business models which are being uh, currently explored by the industries uh, working in these sectors. Uh, CND also has a good potential, but then uh, not much intervention uh, can currently be seen uh, here. In terms of examples uh, of companies and organizations who are uh, implementing CE in India. Um, we also received, we also launched FIKI, um, also uh, launched the first edition of India Circular Economy Awards this year. Uh, we received around 30 applications, uh, which is a good number to say. There were interest from around 60 odd organizations, but uh, because of uh, certain criteria, they could not uh, submit their application, but then they are preparing themselves for the next round of the awards as well. So that number tells a lot about what the current status of uh, circular economy interventions which is happening in India. Are there any other examples that can be taken to illustrate the acceleration of the circular economy in the country? Let's hear about what Rajat has to say on this question. Yeah, so I think steel is one where there's a lot of systematic effort. Um, traditionally, recycling of steel or recovery of steel was left to the informal sector. And now large corporates are developing business models specifically for this. And they are, so they will ensure higher efficiency, they ensure less leakages and also retaining the quality of the steel and that's i think the real principle or rather that's the distinction between simple recycling and looking at it as a business model from a circular economy perspective is that you understand the value of the material and don't let that value go down so i think the construction demolition waste that's something that's attracting interest there are um, some 
uh, efforts to utilize the construction demolition waste for making some non-critical products or let's say non-structural products. So there are of course rules, uh, municipal, the municipal solid waste rules of India actually in uh, clearly define that all municipal corporations need to have facilities for this. Um, these rules have been there for several years, but now there's starting to be some movement on that. There are um, many instances of that that we see. Of course, the one that's attracting a lot of attention globally, and it's probably the poster boy of the circular economy is plastic packaging. Plastic packaging is seeing a lot of effort in uh, a lot of initiatives. We have the concepts of um, producer responsible organizations to support the extended producer responsibility elements which are being imposed on plastic packaging users. I remember reading a, a short news article a few days ago about how Nestle in, is doing a pilot in one of the hill uh, uh, districts of India where you return, I, I think, 10 empty packets of Maggie noodles and you get a fill, a complete packet for yourself. So as a consumer connect. So if this uh, is adopted by other large corporates, and I think this whole concept of uh, plastic packaging will gain a lot of attention. The other industry where we see initiatives is the textile industry. Reliance has done a lot of work on yarn production using uh, other fibers or used fibers coming back into the yarn itself. So, and of course, at the consumer end, there are the well-established brands like H&M, when they entered India, and I believe also Marks and Spencers is offering these kind of schemes for take back of clothes and making sure that it goes through the highest value of that rather than to just you know, convert it to energy, for example. I mean, that's obviously the least preferred mode. So yeah, there is, uh, these are the industry sectors that we think some progress is happening. So we've just heard that the steel industry is considered as a very good example of the acceleration of the circular economy in India. Let's hear a little bit more from that example with Yogesh Bidhi, the director of Tata Steel Recycling. The utilization of slag generated through steel making process is one of the best examples of circular economy the world over. There are two types of slag typically generated, the blast furnace slag and the steel slag. Earlier, both these slags did not have any use and would be dumped in the vicinity of steel plants. Then through continuous R&D, the use of blast furnace slag was developed. It found perfect use in the cement industry. So much so that the blast furnace slag is now in great demand and there is zero dumping and wastage. Simultaneously, it reduced the requirement of calcium carbonate, the main raw material for cement, and thereby the cost of cement. The next problem was the steel slag. For many years, even after the blast furnace slag found its usage, this continued to be one of the chronic problems of the steel industry. The dumps soon started turning into heaps and then into mountains of slag. Finally, the same has found its use too, 
and is used now as aggregate in building of roads. This reduces the need for rock mining, which is required for aggregates for road making. Another example of circular economy is the recycling of steel, which is the business that I'm setting up. The traditional blast furnace route of steel making is carbon heavy, natural resource heavy, energy heavy, etc. As against the same, the recycling of steel uses about 60% less of resources, consumes 60% less, less of energy, and emits 50 to 60% less of carbon. The steel scrap, of course, comes from industries, end of life vehicles, and from obsolete household items such as white goods, furniture, refrigerators, etc. The recycling of these items completes the loop of circular economy. That's all for part one of our two-part episode about circular economy in India with special guest host Lucille Stolb. Tune in next week as we'll uncover more about the future of circular economy in India and hear from Lucille about her research on off-the-grid solar panels and what is being done to make them circular. See you next week.